Welcome to The Daily Cut, a podcast of Park Community Church. I'm Trevor Lovell, one of the pastors here from our Near North location. Throughout this season, we wanted to create something consistent that would help add even a little sense of rhythm to life. And so to do that, we've altered our use of this podcast, and instead, we'll be posting a short devotional every day. We hope you'll join us and we'll enjoy listening. This is The Daily Cut, and I'm Trevor Lovell. All right, it's good to be with you all. So today we are continuing our Holy Week episodes, actually getting pretty close to rounding out the week here. This is Holy Saturday, and uh, then tomorrow we will have Easter Sunday, which should be great, should be fantastic. And so uh, each one of these days, we've been looking through the perspective of one of the people uh, who were there for Jesus's last week uh, of, of his life, the, the final week of Jesus's life. We've been exploring the different perspectives here. And today we're going to be looking through the lens of Joseph of Arimathea and kind of exploring his story. He's actually one of the two people who buried Jesus after he died on the cross. It was him along with Nicodemus um, who did that together. And so, and for Joseph, what we'll see is that it was actually a pretty symbolic and a pretty declarative move that he did Uh, in publicly burying Jesus. And so we'll see that more as we look into the passage in the devotional itself, but uh, we're gonna jump into that now. So this is what we're gonna gonna do. We're gonna read the passage and then the devotional and then some reflection questions to kind of think on. So uh, passage, devotional, and then we'll wrap up with some questions to reflect on. That is our roadmap for today. And the passage is John chapter 19, verses 38 to 42. John chapter 19, verses 38 to 42. And I'll read that for us now. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took away his body. Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds in weight. So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen cloths with the spices, as is the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb in which no one had yet been laid. So because of the Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. Amen. And now the devotional on Joseph of Arimathea, which is called Black Licorice. Here it is. When he woke... A scent like black licorice engulfed him. Myrrh. He'd washed his hands several times already, but in vain. Nothing could remove the scent. The night before, he'd buried Jesus of Nazareth. He'd spent the day shuffling along with the crowd, from Pilate to Herod and back to Pilate again, and then to the site itself. All the while, he straggled behind, keeping quiet and waiting to see what would happen. He himself believed in Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, because the truth is he had a lot to lose, which is why he'd kept quiet so far about his belief in this unusual rabbi. But as he shuffled along with the crowd, it got to be too much. They whipped him. They made false accusations. They called for his death. It was too much. But it all happened so fast before he knew it, They'd nailed him to a cross and lifted him in the sky. Roman soldiers carried it out. A brutal crowd cried out for his blood. There was no intervening. So in anguish and in silence, he watched them kill Jesus. 
He hung there in pain for a few hours and then it was over. He was dead. Joseph could have gone home then. He could have returned to his private estate and enjoyed the spoils of his privileged place in society. He could have forgotten all about Jesus of Nazareth. That would have been the natural thing to do because now that he was dead, what good could come from him? What good could come from having anything to do with him? Now that he was dead, there were only things to lose. But still, something about watching him die, seeing his lifeless body hanging and limp, compelled Joseph into action. He went to Pilate, the Roman governor, and publicly, he did something outrageous. He asked for the body of this executed criminal, this corpse, so that he could bury it. He wanted to bury Jesus. And for whatever reason, Pilate acquiesced. So with what little daylight was left, he worked with a friend to complete the burial. Nicodemus gathered the spices, the myrrh and aloes. Joseph collected the body, carrying it from the hill down to the garden below and then into the new tomb. And together, they buried him. That was Friday. Now, on Saturday, he too sat in a tomb, a place of death. In his own house, the sweet scent of myrrh lingered about his hands, which ached along with his back and forearms. And he considered the consequences of his actions. Like a fool, he'd followed a man into his own death. Jesus of Nazareth had spoken insanely enough to get himself killed. Why did he have to follow in his footsteps? Joseph of Arimathea, a name that used to command respect. He was highly esteemed, a member of the Sanhedrin, friends with the high priest. Not anymore. Requesting this body from Pilate put an end to all of that. So on Saturday, he sat and mourned. And surrounded by that sweet scent of myrrh, he considered all he'd given up to bury this one dead fool from Nazareth. Little did he know what Sunday morning would bring. The truth is, following Jesus brings us all to that place, to our own tombs, to our own deaths, to our own holy Saturdays, alongside Joseph of Arimathea. We follow the one who died on our behalf. Therefore, it only makes sense that if we follow him, it will lead to our deaths too. Not necessarily in a physical fashion, but in the way of Joseph of Arimathea, dying to all that we hold dear, dying to our most intense desires, dying even to that which we love the most. Following Jesus means nothing other than walking into our own tombs regularly. As he himself said, for whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake in the gospels will save it. This is the reality that Holy Saturday impresses upon us. And in this, there is great hope because our entrance into death isn't final. It isn't the end. Because while his body lay as a corpse on Saturday, on Sunday morning, he rose again and that tomb was transformed into a womb that brought forth a new kind of life, one special and glorious, a life joyous and abundant, a life of flourishing, a life patterned in sacrifice. The truth remains, if it's real life that we desire, it can only be found by first passing through the dark tomb of death, ripe with the scent of myrrh. Because in following Jesus, just like Joseph of Arimathea, we find life, 
in death. The truth we see illustrated in Joseph's story is that following Jesus always costs us something. It always costs us something. And I think sometimes we can fall into the trap of thinking that that's kind of a a one-time only thing. Right, that it, it's some, something kind of like a, a conversion moment experience that we sacrifice when we become followers of Jesus. But after that, it's kind of all good, right? That, that that was our sacrifice. But the truth is, we actually do this throughout the entirety of our lives, that following Jesus always costs us something, right? Always and in every season. And in that cost, there is a sort of death. Right? We're dying to something else in order to live to Jesus, in order to follow Jesus, right? And the things we're dying to, right? Maybe it's a, maybe it's a relationship, right? Maybe it's the preservation of our reputation in a certain way. Maybe it's a false sense of control over our lives that we can cling to. Whatever it is, following Jesus means sacrificing these things over and over again throughout our lives. It means dying to them regularly, And knowing that, I think the question that's really important for us to wrestle with is this. Is there anything in your life that you wouldn't be willing to give up in order to follow Jesus? Is there anything in your life that you wouldn't be willing to give up in order to follow Jesus? And let me just encourage you, right? I can't say whether or not God is calling you to give that thing up right now. But I will say he's always calling you to be ready to. He's always calling us to be ready to give these things up because we always need to be ready to give up anything to follow him, which is painful, right? It's difficult. It doesn't always feel good. But as we follow him, as we step into that death, sacrificing these things for the sake of following Jesus, we find life. As we follow him into death, we find life because while Joseph of Arimathea may have given up everything on Friday, on Sunday, he received a whole lot more back. But the truth is, he only got there by going through the tomb that is Holy Saturday. And the same is true for us. Because just like our Savior, we only find life in death. But it's a good life we find. Thanks for listening today. I hope you're doing well. We'll be back tomorrow with another short devotional. So stay tuned.